Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help you make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Guided Spirit Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Marla Goldberg, and it is a beautiful Thursday. I hope it's beautiful where you are, and it's even brighter on my show because of my guest, Natalie Botros. Natalie is a psychotherapist and life coach who is also certified as a holistic health coach. She was born in Lebanon, raised in Turkey, and educated in Switzerland. She played in work in She played and worked in Italy before eventually landing in New York City, where she lives today. Let's welcome Natalie. How are you today? I'm great. So excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. And we had some pre-conversation and oh my God, the energy just like was boosted tenfold. (laughs) Well, we shared the same energy, so it's good. (laughs) It's very good. So let's start at the beginning, Natalie. You you were a psychotherapist. You became a life coach. When, where did this happiness coaching come in? What led you down the happiness coach path? Ah, okay. So I hope we have like a couple of hours in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I am a psychotherapist. And when I moved to, to the U.S. 15 years and so ago, I gained a lot of weight. And I was like really trying all the diets out there. And it was really, really hard because I would always do the diet of my friends. And then it was amazing for them. It wouldn't work for me. It will work a little bit and then it will fail. So after trying all those diets and become a cereal dieter, like most of us, (laughs) I said, you know what, like, let's put a stop to all this craziness and start to work on my mental instead of working on my plate, let's say. And I started to work on my way of seeing life, on my way of being reproach, you know, like looking at food or diet or everything in my life. And I said, maybe I should not punish myself because I gain a little weight. Maybe I should just celebrate it and then be happy about myself, love myself, and then the rest will follow. So my philosophy started to change without losing any weight. People were starting to tell me, did you lose weight? Like, what's happened? I'm like, no, it's just my perspective. Because what we see in the mirror, it's what we emit. Yes. And slowly, I added the changes in my food too. And I started losing the weight. So, and I said, you know what? I have to share my knowledge to people. (laughs) And I wrote a book about it. I love the title of your book. If you are what you eat, should I eat a skinny girl? I mean, it's like, it's like, it's not a diet book. It's like ways, like it gives you tips and tricks on how to lose weight without losing your appetite of life. And instead Mm -hmm. of, you know, staying home, living on three carrots and hating everyone and everything, going out and enjoying, but not eating four meals, sharing with people. I mean, during this pandemic, it's a bit more difficult to share food, but you know what I'm talking about. But things are opening up. And the news said today that there's so many people who 
you know, have their, instead of the freshman 15, you know, or the freshman 10, whatever it might be, that, I mean, people have gained a lot of weight because they've been doing so much stress eating and drinking. Exactly. And then, like, actually, I did a post about that on Instagram. I said, like, they told us, stay in, cook home, you will lose weight. What happened? We all stayed in. It's not true. We have to eat with joy. And it should be, even if it's, like, kale, it should be with you. If you don't like kale, don't eat it. Right. Because it's fashion. (laughs) You know? Have a piece of meat. Enjoy it. So, all this brought me, I mean, like, I published my book and... And I kept going on because like, I, I lost the weight. I published the book. I was good. But I was like, still something was missing, you know? Like, I was like, okay, so what is the next? So I had to, I understood that I was always chasing towards more happiness. I was like, okay, so what's going to be next? And it's, it's a perpetual demand of asking and demanding other things to just get the happiness. And with time, I said, girl, <laughs> you have to stop. <laughs> you have to find the happiness within you without depending on anything and anyone. Yes. And then you can be happy. And actually, it's how I became the happiness coach, or as I call myself, the happiness fairy. And I'm trying, you know, like, <laughs> tick, 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 tick with my ones, like, spread the happiness on everyone. <laughs> I get it. You want to bring that little happiness dust with you. Exactly. And be able to it on everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you could say, I just spread some happiness on you. Exactly. But see, I found that gratitude helps in in happiness because if you are not happy with what you have, if you're not grateful for what you have, as little or as much as it is, how can you be happy? Exactly. I mean, I found my joy in gratitude. You know, I'd go through the morning like I have, I talk about my prayer in my morning prayers, which are long, and they're broken into different segments. But the first segment is always gratitude. And what I found is because of gratitude, I started becoming more joyful and happy, because I started recognizing the the cup more than half full. And, you know, and I, I never want to come from lack. But now it's even fuller than it was before. And so I, I remember just going, I am just so happy. I mean, I go down the street singing. I sing around my house. <laughs> you know, my husband loves when I sing solo. Solo, he can't hear me, but I do it anyway. So, <laughs> Yeah, but it's good. It's like, I think being grateful, it's one of the first tips to be happy because we have to appreciate what we have. We have to thank life for what we have. And your, your way of doing it is by prayer, but it can just be like, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm breathing today. I woke up today. I mean, right. like, don't go. Don't, you don't need to say thank you. I want a million or thank you. I, I No, it's like, thank you. I am breathing and I'm awake. And I've got a shirt on my back. I've got exactly. a pillow under my head. I have, you know. I, I have a roof over my head. It's like, you know, like we saw so many people are suffering. They're like so many homeless people yes. we're complaining that we're home in a cold day. They're outside in a cold day in a pandemic. So, you know, like have some relative, you know, um, have a night vision of how you can be happy. Right. And perspective. <laughs> Right. It's a happy perspective. And even these homeless people, I mean, with all due respect, yes, they're homeless. But if they have one of those 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 um, dwellings, you know, tent dwellings or something to break the wind, look, it's not ideal. But what about the ones who don't have it? I mean, yeah. there's always somebody dealing with something worse than you have it. Exactly. 
Exactly. Always. And then, like, unfortunately, we're so such spoiled brats, we all are, that we never say thank you. We always find something to complain. We're like, yes, I'm good, but this, this, this. No, I'm good. Yes. Full stop. Full stop. I, and it, I, I like that. It's true because we we forget because you're right. We're especially in the United States and a lot of the, you know, first world. I don't know if you call it first world countries, but not third world countries where everything is so accessible. Where yeah. you have so much, you take it for granted. You of take course. it for granted until you don't have it anymore, and then you go, Oh my god. I really had it good. But then you're looking in the rearview mirror. So let's look forward and be and say, oh, I have this this home. I have friends. I have parents. I have siblings. I have relatives, whatever it might be that yeah. you have, because they're people that don't have. Of course. And do you ever notice that some people that don't have a lot are some of the happiest people? Yes, I agree. I like they always find a way to find a smile during their day more you have less you're satisfied you always try more you want more and more and more and I think what's really hard are the children the offspring because they're so used to having everything (laughs) that you know they don't know from not yeah having exactly it's a different perspective I read something and not to be disparaging and I'm not trying to be political but where um, there, were, this was about Ivanka Trump when she was in junior high school. And I, I, there was an article written where one of her friends wanted her to read this book. And it had to do with some poverty or some impoverished country or something. And she goes, well, why would I want to read about poor people? That was the quote I read. So this is not me saying it. This is yeah. what was written. But, yeah. But, and and her, her way of thinking is not outside the norm of people who are raised that she's raised, like she's raised. Yeah. Some people get very compassionate and they say, I'm here to be of service and other people are more like that. But where's the happiness? Like in behind closed doors, would you really find true happiness behind her closed doors or people who have those same kind of thought patterns? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's, 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 I think it's sad and being selfish and thinking just about yourself, it's not going to bring you any happiness. And, you know, there is something called karma. <laughs> there is something called karma. And this, is, this isn't trying to be disparaging. I didn't bring this up because of it. No. I'm just bringing it up because she was raised in a very entitled upbringing. Yep. And the people going to the school with her was raised. But here's the thing, depending upon how the parents teach the children or the nannies or the teachers, you either become very, you either realize you need you're there, how lucky you are and you want to give back. Yeah. Or it's like, nah, I'm just going to worry about me and my family and, and not think twice about anything. Yeah. Where's the compassion in that? It's like, that's like the sad part. Exactly. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I feel terrible that I brought, that, brought it up that way. But again, we go into the happiness quotient of yeah. how happy can you be if, you, if you're not thinking about other people with less than with compassion? Yes. No, it's and, true. And, and then like actually in one of my tips to be happy, it's like make happy someone else. Yes. <laughs> because like people always say me, me, me. But actually doing, making happy someone else 
And okay, in this case, maybe it's big, but even like give a smile, pay, pay, paying a compliment to someone, yes. it changes their life, their day, and it makes you happier. So it's, it's not like, don't think about yourself. Even if you pay a compliment or you, you make someone else happy, you will be happy. It's so true. And not only that, but you may have turned somebody's life around making their day yeah. happier, which then again, they could pay forward in whomever they're dealing with. It's the difference exactly. between being a grumpy a grumpy person or, or an extensive person. Exactly. And, and like, you know, I, it's always like my little game to myself at the groceries or whatever. Like you see someone working like, like with sad face, like yes. angry. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make them smile. Like I have to find a way to make them smile. And then I know that the people behind me will get a better service and happier person. And that person will have a better day. It's so true. My husband tells jokes. They're very corny jokes, but you know, you can't help but laugh at them. So, you know, he says something, they laugh. And, you know, and the other thing too is that your vibration raises when you're happy. Your vibration yeah. raises when you laugh. So not only does everybody else get a better service, they have, a, their, you know, their day is lined up. And who knows, it might get contagious. Yes, exactly. That's like, that's the, the, the path to follow. <laughs> It is. Now, you have a course about happiness called Hungry for Happiness course. It's Hungry for Happy. I know it doesn't sound grammatically correct, but I like H4H. Okay. <laughs> and it's actually a course. It's the, the first course among several ones that I'm going to do. The, the course groups will be called Hungry for Happy. And this first one is especially for women who have kind of troubles finding happiness because of their body issues, but not only weight, it can be something that they don't like about their body because like we always complain about something on our body. I'm too short, I'm too tall, you know, my nose, my boobs, my anything. Right. And also for women who cannot find happiness because of their relationship status. So right now, two modules are open and the module about relationship, it's only for single ladies, but the module for ladies who are in a relationship will be released soon. So whoever gets the course will get that module for free. But I wanted to put it out there already. I was so excited about my course. <laughs> so your focus is really focused primarily on women. And, on and women, women's yes. happiness. Exactly. And I know that I have a lot of men waiting for their course to be released. It will happen. But let me first take off my girls, my goddesses. I love the goddess, the goddess word. Yes. So let's ask, how, how, how do you start down your happiness path? I mean, we talked about gratitude, but what else could you um, talk about regarding the beginning? If somebody is, is trying to find their happiness, what would you be, other than gratitude, what would be the next step that you would offer someone as a tip or a technique? So um, I have several tips. The first one, as you said, is to be grateful. The second one is actually give a smile to someone else, make someone else happy. Um, as we talk, like just pay a compliment or make a joke, like just make smile people around you. It's like, it's, it can really help. Like these are little, little things, but it can make a huge difference in their life. So it, it, it really works. Believe me, I tried because I wasn't happy always like this. <laughs> and the third one will be, I think, smile to the world. It's how does it's, someone smile to the world? <laughs> I mean, for me, it comes naturally. <laughs> I always smile. But it's like, yes. you know, find something happy to smile about. 
It can be the sun shining, you know, today is not raining. Or it can be like anything, a little thing, a TV show that, that came back. Like really, like it can be any, a song that makes you smile. Just try to find something that makes you smile. So smile to the world. There is also to accept imperfection. And believe me, I am, I, I always had difficulties to let it go. I wanted everything to be perfect, you know, like, oh my God, like the hair, like this little thing is going away. Uh -huh. So accepting imperfection is kind of relieving you from all that pressure, all that pressure that you have from society, all that pressure that you have, for example, on social media to appear perfect. It's okay that you have like a little bit chubbiness here or like your roots are not done. It's okay. You're human. <laughs> Right. No, I totally agree with that. And what I learned is that there's beauty in the imperfections. Yeah. And I, back in the day, many decades ago, there was a picture of Paloma Picasso. And she's got that prominent bump on her nose. Yeah. And but it, the picture was just so regal. And so and, and there was a beauty in the fact that she didn't look like a cookie cutter. Yeah. Model. She was exactly. who she was, and, and, and it has character. It shows her character through. And I think it's amazing. It's like, you know, you have to have, it's good. For example, I don't have a small nose. When I was younger, my father, who passed away 20 plus years ago, will tell me always, if you want, we'll go and do, you know, like your nose, fix your nose. I said, no, it makes my personality. I don't want to move, touch it. It's like, I don't care. And I think like after some point, people don't even see the nose. Like it's, it's all what we have. And my imperfection is my beauty. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally agreeing with yeah. you on that. Yeah. yeah. Because there is definitely beauty and imperfection. And there's so many people who think that they need to live up to, like back in the day, I'm going to be really aging myself. You had models like Jeannie Shrimpton and Twiggy and this, and they were these waif-like figures. And like, that was what you were supposed to want to be like. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a fucking long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My Fucking Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Thank you. 
You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. Um, and also, thank you for that staying around through that technical glitch. <laughs> if Talk you about imperfections. <laughs> Talk about imperfections. If you're just tuning in, I'm Marla Goldberg, and I'm here today with the Bon Vivant girl, Natalie Botros. And Natalie is a psychotherapist and life coach and is also served as, as a holistic health coach. And she is the happiness coach as well. So let's welcome Natalie back. Hello, how are you? I'm great. So happy to be here still. Mm -hmm. Even if I lost you, I thought I lost you. I was like panicked, but I'm back. (laughs) We're back. (laughs) We're back. I'm here. We're back. Just have faith, right? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So you have been, you were born in Lebanon. You were raised in Turkey. You were educated in Switzerland. You lived and played and worked in Italy. How did all those experiences help you in this in your happiness courses and living a happy life? Um, I think it helped me to cook better <laughs> and to love <laughs> to love and appreciate life. I I United States, it's my home my new home right now. Yes. But I have to say that there are some stuff that I don't like here. People are eating in a rush. They're not enjoying their life. People, you know, like I've never seen so many people eating, walking down the street. It's like, I don't know how they do. I need to sit, have my little glass of wine if, I, if I'm doing a drunch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, like enjoying my food. And for me, eating like this, it's, it's not eating. So it kind of, I think my background from Europe, you know, living in Italy and like in Turkey where we share all the food that we have, Mediterranean style, all my background made me the person who I am and brought like different perspectives into my life. I love the how, you know, hard workers are Americans, but they have to take, they have to learn to take a break and to become a bon vivant people, you know, enjoy life. And I think yes. it's how I am different and all my background helps me to become who I am. And, and it does. And then the thing is, is in Italy, in Turkey, and, in, and so I'm going to assume Switzerland, I haven't been yeah. there, but where people have a different, they, they, they don't work to live they, they, you know, they live to enjoy their life and their work is a vehicle to them exactly. enjoying their life. I mean, I used to, you know, I used to be a banker. I don't know if you know that when I was in no. school and working at Barclays Bank, I was a portfolio manager, a junior portfolio manager. But every day we will start work at nine. We will take our break for lunch. Everybody will go like in Switzerland, taking the lunch break. It's a big thing. You take t- one hour to one hour and a half lunch break. And then by 5.36, you're done. You go and do happy hour. Here, I came to United States to start. I, at the beginning, I was working somewhere. If I will take 20 minutes break, they will be like, oh, you're on vacation? I'm like, why? Like, you know, like we have to have a happy life. We cannot just like balance. Be, yeah. It's like, and here we don't have the balance. 
It's like no. so much competitiveness and it doesn't make people happy. It makes people angry and jealous. <laughs> and burnt out. Yes, exactly. Because how can you, how can one be able to, um, you know, live a balanced life, live so, and feel fulfilled if you can't even digest your food you know, you know, in a relaxed way. And meals are not meant to be eaten like you're, you're, like you're a vacuum cleaner, just, you know, <laughs> sucking it in. Exactly. I mean, like, I prefer not to, to eat. Exactly. I prefer not to eat. Like, I know some people just eat to live. I live to eat. I live because for me, food and everything I do, it's a way of showing my love to life. And if I'm not going to take any joy about it, I shouldn't do it. See, I like that, and I agree with it. And if you're not happy, you need to find something that's going to make you happy. So if you don't like your job, and there's so many people who do not like what they do, well, life is short. You don't know when your last breath is going to, you know, when you're going to expire. So why not try to make whatever time you have here happy time? Exactly. Try, I mean, like, I'm not saying leave your job right away. Try to find why you got that job at first place and try to find happiness in that. But if nothing really attracts it from yet from that job and makes you miserable, maybe that job is not for you. Exactly. Or the other alternative is, is to balance out how unhappy you are in your job. Find a habit that makes you sing. that makes your heart sing like painting, you know, music, dancing, whatever it might be, because at least if you know, you can't, you really, can't find what you need that's going to satisfy what the job gives you, meaning security, benefits, whatever it might be. When you're not working, do something that's going to make you happy, not just plant yourself in front of the TV so you can go blank in the mind. Yes. But whether it's, you know, agriculture, you know, planting vegetables and fruits, it's spring. Yeah. You know, even it's on, even if it's on a window, you can grow... I have a fig a fig tree that I brought in from the winter, you know, for the winter, and a Meyer lemon tree, and they're both giving they're both bearing fruit in my home, which is amazing, because it isn't even totally spring yet, and yet they're so happy in the environment. So yes, you can you can have a you know grow something in your home that a gives you something to do, but might bear fruit that you can help nourish you and isn't yes. it feel good to do something to nourish yourself of course no you have to find you have to find something i mean as you said an outlet for yourself for your happiness something that could make you smile so you can yes. find the balance and then like for you know like i see a lot of people when they eat, they eat when they come back from work because they're bored, they have nothing to do. But if you do something that is like entertaining, keeps you busy, you're not going to eat. <laughs> exactly. I used to needlepoint just for that reason. <laughs> you can't eat if you're needlepointing or knitting or crocheting. <laughs> you know, if you're using your hands, it's, you know, you we're not octopuses. We don't have extra six tentacles to help shovel the food in. So. That's a good tactic, you see. <laughs> Yeah, keep yourself busy <laughs> with something that you like, obviously. <laughs> right. And, then, you know, even taking a walk outside yeah. in nature gives you so many resources to replenish yourself because you're in nature, you're breathing air, yeah. you're moving your body, which gets your blood moving. Yes, no, and I agree. 
I mean, to be fair, in New York, like we have less possibility because like we're in the jungles of the city, but you can always find your way out. <laughs> oh, I've walked from in, in New York City, I've walked from the village all the way to 82nd Street um, in Broadway. So, I mean, you're still outside, you're still walking, you yes. get to window shop. And best of all, New York has some of the best people watching. Yeah. <laughs> it truly has some great people watching. Um, and so, you know, you can take in all those elements and you don't know what you'll see that may inspire you to create something. Yeah. So whether it's a meal or if you're in art, or maybe you hear yes, a song true. in your head. I mean, there's just so much you can do when you're out observing. Yeah, but you know, like when I used to not live in New York and travel to New York, I will say I'm dating the city because like I will always discover new spots and I like walk around and get excited just about like being in the city. <laughs> well, we've got Neil from New York who's on hold. Um, so let's bring him on. Hello, Neil. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Okay. Um, I have a, a, a question. Um, and it's, uh, once again, uh, I know this is more around women, but, um, I'm, you know, looking for happiness, you know, uh, is there any suggestions, like, to help on, like, life balance, I guess, like, between work, um, relationships, uh, hobbies, um, is there any kind of like maybe some kind of suggestion do you think that that could help uh, with regards to life balance? I'm going to toss this to Natalie. <laughs> yes. Hi, Neil. Thank you for calling in. <laughs> so, yes, you can. I mean, actually, we were just talking about that. You have to find an outlet. I know that sometimes work can be very intense. And then lately, we're all working from home. So we don't even like have this fact of walking to work or like, you know, like seeing other people. We're just like in our apartments working, <laughs> basically. So try to find something that makes you smile besides the work. It can be cooking. It can be something that you look forward, a new recipe, a new TV show, a new book, anything that can make you happy. Uh, Marla, I, I know that you're trying to say something. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to add, you know, you're in New York City. We were talking about go out and, and walk. If you're by Central Park or Ape or Washington Park, you know, go and, and, and walk around so you get your blood moving. And if you work, if you like to work out, maybe find some place where you can work out outside. Yes. Where you get the nature and, you know, and the people watching and the energy that comes from New York City. Yeah, and I think you really have to... You know, as you're home at home and working from home lately, it's like it's very hard to make the, the, the cut from work day to real life day as like, you know, OK, in New York now we're starting to have few places open, but it's we prefer to stay, you know, in our house. It's in the safety of our house instead of being, you know, uh, at the restaurant outside freezing or like inside risking. But try to create that cut that when your day is over, don't go back to your work, like cut it and finish the work day and start your real life day. Okay. Well, well thank that, you, Natalie, and, and thank you. Thank you. I hope it was helpful. <laughs> thank you, Neil. Okay, thank you. All right. Well, I appreciate Neil calling in. It was a great question. Yes. But, you know, and, so I... Go ahead. 
Yeah, I, I really think that people have to, like, it's hard to find the balance, pandemic or non-pandemic, it's really hard to find balance between work and life. And we really have to work on that too and find a way to stop one and start the other one. And for that, I think you have to find a hobby. I'd say I agree. I totally 100% agree. But what I would I would, I would say to Neil in an afterthought is, you know what? I would take a break at lunchtime and either take a short walk just, you know, around the block, a couple of blocks, and then have your lunch. Or, you know, if you, there's a, you know, there's markets everywhere. You know, if you sometimes people just pick up things. So instead of ordering food to be brought in, maybe you walk and pick up your food and bring it back to your, your home. Yes, we're, uh, we're exactly. Ready. And you have to move anyway, because like, again, it's your commute right now. It's from your bedroom to your office or like, <laughs> which is the living room or the other room. So you have <laughs> right. to move your body to be able to feel better and use the occasion. It's not going to take you longer order, but just to pick up, you know, so you just go and get and fresh air. It will cut your day. It will. And, it, you know, sometimes you get inspired when you you see something else. And just somebody walking down the street, um, somebody just walking down the street is, um, you know, may inspire you in whatever your work is. You know, maybe the way they're dressed or you you hear them say something, a soundbite. And it's like, oh, and that's synchronicity because... When you're walking down the street and something triggers a thought or a creation or whatever it might be, well, how much better can you, you, you know, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in synchronicity. So it's, a, yeah. it can help with whatever you're doing. And a lot of times when you pull yourself away from your work and come back, you see it from different eyes. I agree. No, it's true. It's very true. It's like fresh eyes. <laughs> Exactly. And so you just have this wonderful, you know, like if you're, especially if you're stuck, if you're stuck on a problem or stuck on something creative, go take a walk outside. I know the masks are a big pain, but you, you just need to change your scenery. And then when you come back, look at it again and see if something doesn't get triggered in your mind to help you solve whatever the issue is. Yes. No, totally. I hope all this will help you, Neil, <laughs> and all the other listeners. Absolutely. But he, but he asked the question. And what I find is if somebody's asking a question, other people are thinking the same thing. Exactly. So it's not just a, one, a one-off. Exactly. He's just like the one who, who picked up the phone and did the call. <laughs> right. So, you know, you talk about muting judgmental noises in your internally and externally. How does somebody do that? Oh, I wish I had, you know, this remote control that we used to watch TV and that <laughs> mute. <laughs> it's, I think it, we have different ways of doing it. It's first of all, to understand why we're, we're being judged. You're being judged because of, because you're single and you feel that you're judged because of, because you're single or like, because like you're in a bad relationship. It's like, try first to define the reason of the judgmental noises, internal and external. And then understand why it's happening. Because for example, I'm single 
And I think that I'm single because I'm not good enough. I'm like, oh, it's unfair. Everybody is with someone. I'm not with someone. So I will like have this little chip on my shoulder. And whenever I talk to someone, if they tell me something, I will feel judged, but maybe they're not even judging me. So understanding, you know what I mean? It's like understanding the I reason. I know exactly it, what you mean, yes. It's like, or like, I remember when I gained my, my, my big weight gain, when I moved to New York, I thought that when I met people, the first thing they will see was, oh my God, she's so fat. I wasn't that fat, but you know, so I will try to cover up and try to explain everything. And they were like, and I could like literally hear like glass shattering and seeing them. Oh, actually she has some extra weight because they wouldn't have seen it before. Right. So it's like all those like judgmental, like they first start from us and from the external people. Yes. yes there are very judgmental people, but think about one thing. Those people are unhappy people. If they're judging you about your appearance, it's because they don't like their appearance. So instead of being mad at them, go and give them a hug. So it's projection. Completely. It's completely projection. There you go. Okay, we've got to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. I'm here with Natalie Otros. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a fucking long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My Fucking Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. If you're just tuning in, I'm here with the Bon Vivant girl, <laughs> Natalie Botros. So to reach Natalie, you can check out her website at www.thebonvivantgirl, and I'll spell that for you, T-H-E, the, B-O-N, hyphen, V-I-V-A-N-T-G-I-R-L.com. Uh, check out Natalie's course, Hungry for Happy. Uh, you can email Natalie at nat, N-A-T, at the Bon Vivant Girl, and I'll spell it again for you, T-H-E-B-O-N hyphen V-I-V-A-N-T-G-I-R-L. And welcome back, Natalie. You know, 
So Natalie is a psychotherapist, life coach, and certified holistic health coach. And as well as being the bomb girl, she is also a happiness coach. And that's what we're talking about today, happiness. But before we get back to this last segment, it's charity shout out time. And so Natalie's charity is Masaka Kids Africana. So let's talk about it. What is this organization about and why should we focus on it? So it's, you know, when we were talking about being happy regardless, like your situation, and we were talking about some people who have nothing and still happy. Yes. I think you should check this organization. They're orphans and they spread sunshine and happiness by their dances and songs. They are the most amazing kids that I've seen in my life. They have such great smiles and they, they really like they, they created uh, discs, songs and dances. You can purchase them and help them. It's really amazing. And so don't tell me you have things to complain about life. They're orphans and they're still spreading love and, sh- and happiness. I love that. So what is, do you happen to have their website? Because I don't have it here. Uh, I don't one see second. it. Let me get you the website. But it's, um, go ahead. It's masakakidsafricana.com. Perfect. So check out masakakidsafricana.com and see how you can help. I think that anybody who is, you know, trying to raise the vibration of happiness and joy through dance and song is uh, something to look into. Exactly. I mean, it's like, they're, they're just amazing. They're like, you know, if you have a bad day, just watch them and you'll, you'll smile. <laughs> the, and uh, don't you love it? It's like when they, you see Facebook with funny pet pictures or <laughs> kid pictures, whatever makes you smile really raises that well I keep talking about the vibration but it does it raises the vibration and then it raises your energy and you're just how could you feel bad when you've got so many loving wonderful cute things in front of you yes I agree and then like it kind of takes like your life into perspective and then like you think wow you know I am very fortunate to be who I am and like I have so many things that a lot of people don't have and it's just like makes me feel lucky and happy. <laughs> yeah, I and, and that's what this is about. That's what happiness is about. And it's about feeling lucky and happy no matter what the circumstances. Yes. You know, you may, you may get, you know, be, be diagnosed with something. But if it's treatable, you know, there's gratitude. And thank God that we have this kind of health care in the United States. Yeah, because that's what I'm talking about you know and it's treatable we have another caller Olene from Denver let's talk to Olene hi how are you thank you for good how are you it's great thank you Natalie hello I just have hi I just had a question about sustaining happiness because happiness feels really fleeting and and you can get happy for a minute so what's what's your kind of advice on staying there is it gratitude is it do can you talk a little bit more about that Yes. Yes. Hi, thank you for calling in. So being happy is, it's a constant work. (laughs) You have to like keep really working on it and sustaining it. It's, it's not easy, but if you follow 
all the steps, you know, all the tips, for example, being grateful, making someone happy, smile, use positive words in, to describe your life and your day instead of using negative ones. For example, you know, we always say, oh my God, like I'm so stressed today. No, don't say that. Say, I have a lot of excitement in my life today. You know, like shifting all the negative into positive, it's, it will really help. Also, another thing is like to learn to appreciate what you have, as we said, and, and also yes, say yes to something new every day. It can be a small thing, a new recipe. It can be a little, I don't know, a, a, a new book, a new show, a, a little thing. And last, we all have bad days. And I know I'm having bad days. And instead of like lashing out on people, just write it, not type it, write it on a piece of paper and then keep it on a closed box. And the day that you're ready, read back that paper and burn it or spread it into thousands of pieces, hundreds of pieces and throw it away. So it will help you to exteriorize your, your anger and your unhappiness and throw it away. Oh, I like that physical action because I think that, that going through that process is, is really good advice. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you. Darlene, you can definitely sustain happiness. You can live a happy and joyful life. But as, as Natalie says, effort is really important, consistent effort. It just uh, it, It's like a plant. If you don't nurture it and you don't keep feeding it, it's not going to grow. The same thing with anything worthwhile. Like, I, you know, going down the happiness path. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. So, that was lovely. I'm so glad Arlene called because there was some great information that came out. So thank you for calling again. And so we are winding up the show. What if I missed sharing that you want to share with the audience? Be them happy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what I'm, what I would love to say is that, you know, it's, we cannot control what happens to us. And like, we, I know that a lot of us had very bad situations, something very, very bad stuff happened to us, but you cannot control the situation, but you can control your, your reaction to it and try to take the decision to not make this situation, the bad situation, destroy you, but makes you stronger. And try to learn from it and, and get better and be happier. I, I so agree with that. It's those are, what you've shared today has been so true in, in, in sustaining happiness. It's not just getting to the happy place, because like Olene said, you can be happy and it's fleeting, but it's this sustaining piece of living a happy and joyful life that really makes a difference. And I love what you've shared today and how you are doing it. And I know I read also, you know, people tend to base their happiness based on something new, a new pair of shoes, a new purse or a new person in their life. But then those things leave and it leaves holes in your heart. Exactly. Things, things and people come and go. The only person that stays, it's you. So you have to be happy with yourself. (laughs) And learn to be happy with yourself. Yeah. And I, I know Lisa Nichols, like, she, you know, she had lost a lot of weight, but when she was very happy, she would sit down and she would thank her body 
piece by piece for what the body did, like your feet for holding her up and moving her forward, you know, for legs, for keeping her upright, knees for the flexibility so she could turn left, right, go frontwards, backwards, you know, and she would like go go through her body parts and, and thank them. And I think we go back to the gratitude, but thanking is also very, very important with, um, with any sustained happiness. Yeah. No, I agree. So, I totally agree with you. Yeah. And you know, it is possible. It is happy. Check out Natalie, the bon vivant girl.com. Write to her at Nat at the bon vivant girl. Yes. yes. And also, don't forget something. Perfect doesn't exist, but we are all perfect in our own way. There's, there's beauty in the imperfections. There's perfection yeah. and imperfection. And if you realize that and embrace that, it helps you not judge yourself against some, what somebody else is dealing with. And if you talk to that other person, they're going to share with you the you know, areas that they are distressed in about themselves or their life. Yes. No, it's true. And again, for my, I'm sorry for the, all the, my lovely men, but my ladies, if you want to find happiness, you can really get my course. And actually, if you subscribe to my newsletter, I think I will give you a little surprise and a little gift with the course purchase. So do it, reach out. I'm here and I will do my best to help you in any way to find happiness. Perfect. Thank you so much, Natalie. I so appreciate you. I want to thank you. I want to thank everyone at Voice America for helping me get this show on the road. I am so grateful for you. My assistant, Bridget, I don't know what I'd do without you. So grateful every day because you certainly help me out, especially with those technical issues. <laughs> I'm grateful for you, the listener, for taking the time to be a part of the show. Thank you for the callers for taking time to call in and discuss their questions. Uh, so grateful every, each and every day. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I also want to remind you this Saturday on my Global Consciousness Development Circle or GCDC page, we're doing our live meditation. Uh, we are having a raffle. The GCDC is getting ready to launch. It's the new online educational platform with the most amazing teachers um, that are part of our faculty, ready to share courses with you. So go to my website at Marla at MGHealer.com. I'm sorry, Marla and Marla Goldberg with two R's.com. And you'll see the link for the raffle. Also, I'm going to be doing a 30-day meditation challenge. Check that out on my website as well. Uh, it'll help you with your meditation practice or help you deepen what you already do. Again, as always, I love you. I am so grateful for you. And until the next time, I send you love. I send you blessings and I send you gratitude. Stay well and know how happy I am to have you in my life. Take care. 